You're now tuning in to our Growpoint Dumaguete podcast, where it's all about relationships. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. You are currently listening to our series entitled Living for the Lord. Good morning and once again, welcome to Growpoint. For those of you in Anadini for the very first time, we are so happy that you're here. And today is a glorious day. Today we will continue our series, Living for the Lord. And the title of this message is Preaching the Gospel with Urgency. I think from the title itself, I was, re- I was trying to research yesterday and amazed ko sa akong na-discover kay naamaday live nga counting sa population growth sa ato ang kalibutan. And there's an estimated 7.8 billion people around the world today. And it is said that every minute, 70 people die and are ushered into eternity. Every minute. That's 4,200 people every hour. That's a total of 180,000 every day. And approximately 40 million people every year. Out of the 40 million souls, so 40 million, 800,000 are saved or believers. And 39.2 million of that die without Jesus Christ and they go to hell forever. I don't know about you, but reading that statistics stirs up my heart. Kay dako kayo posibilidad nga appeal sa 39.2 million mamatay kada tuig nga muatog impierno parinti nako or kaila nako or classmate nako sa una or kauban nako sa trabaho. And you know, morning mga tawhana kaning 39.2 million karaan na ba nga statistics no? Kaning 39.2 million nga mga matay nga walay Kristo silang kinabuhi. Muni ang mga tao nga nasa unahuna ni Ginoong Hesus sa dihang ni sulti siya sa iyang mga pulong nga nasa Matthew 28 verse 18 to verse 20 when he gave his disciples and the church that's us what we call the great commission. Our mission, our purpose of existence. Kung mabasa tag Biblia, masking sugo kag Genesis nga to na sa Revelation, pero kung mamiss nimo na siya nga sugo, ang mission nato ining kalibutana, nga nung gitugutan pata sa ginoo, nga mabuhi aning kalibutana. Then namiss nimo kung unsa jay katuyuan sa ginoo. It has never been God's desire for a single person nga maadto sa impyerno. It has always been God's desire that every human being will be saved. Listen to this. Very familiar verse, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Ning Bible, the Lord does not delay His promise, as some understand delay, but He is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but at all to come to repentance. Ang tinguha sa atong Diyos, ang tanang tao maghinusol o makaangkon sa kaluwasan. Sa 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, Paul exhorting Timothy to exhort the church to pray. And he says, this is good. Prayer is good. Prayer for the nation is good. Prayer for other people is good. Prayer for fellow believers is good. And it, it, it pleases God, our Savior. And notice what he said. Sumpayana. This God and Savior desires or wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ngani ang pinaka... Reason, nga nung nanaog si Kristo, iyang gibiyaan ng iyang himaya sa langit, nagpakatao siya. Ningun sa, sa Luke chapter 19 verse 10, He came to seek and to save the lost. The mission of the church is the same. Do you remember what Jesus said sa John chapter 20 verse 21? These are powerful words. Kung imunin pamalandungan, lalum kayo ni o minsahe or kanang implication ba para sa tuwang ang mga Kristohanon? Ningo si Jesus, as the Father sent me, so I send you. In other words, as the, as the Father sent me to reach the world, I'm sending you to reach the world. Kung unsa ang rason sa amahan sa iyang pagpadala, sa iyang bugtong anak na si Kristo Jesus, maupod na ang sugo ni Jesus sa atua. Yesterday, 
we had a little conversation sa mga young people nga ni appeal sa prayer time ma masabado sa hapon. And I was just reminding them of the vanity of life. The vanity of what the world offers to us. Bulong say vanity, ang emptiness ni anak ba? Okay? Even if ikaw may mong pinakadato nga tao ining kalibutana, you can drive the most expensive car in the city. Yet every time mo labay ka, tanang, tanang ulo, mulingi ni mo, you can have that for a moment. But then, inigkamatay ni mo, wag yapoy kapuslanan ng tanan. You may have the most beautiful house. Ikaw mo'y pinakanindot o balay, pinakamahalon o mga furnitures. At the end of the day, eight hours na magyapong kang matulog. Diba? Ikaw mo'y pinakanindot o toilet. Di man mohumot ang imong hugaw. Why kalainan? Pinakamahalon nga refrigerator. Pareram tagtsangging palitan o isda. Diba? Imong na naon ha? And then there are people in the world today who will live their lives and work so hard for the things that this world can offer. And when the time comes, kamamatay sila, wa sila'y mabalun. That's how vain life can be. But some of us might be asking this question, Nga nung kinanglan man na Ajay Church? Nga nung naapamay simbahan? What is its mission? What is the reason why nag-exist ang church? And the simple answer is this, We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. We exist for the purpose of winning the lost to Christ. Because if the church is not seeking to win the lost, then what divine reason does it have to exist? If you, as an individual, are not seeking to win the lost, then what is the divine reason you have for your existence? Nganong naapamang ka ining kalibutana? We might as well go to heaven, di ba? Kaya sa langit, walay sala. Sa langit, perfect na ang tanan. Kanang fellowship, Bible study, Worship service or praise and worship prayani. These are all very important. But, importante lang na siya tungod kay mauni ang mga instrumento nga gamiton sa gino to equip us, to encourage us, to motivate us so we can fulfill our mission of winning the lost to Christ. You remove the Great Commission and everything else will lose its meaning and value. Nga nung kinanglan pa man kong i-encourage sa church? Nga nung kinanglan pa man kong mag-grow? Nga nung kinanglan man kong mag-study sa Bible? That's why a lot of Christians, walay motivation to open the Bible and study it seriously. Nga naman, wala man sila nag engage sa lost and the dying world around them. Wala man sila nag-engage yung mga unbelievers. Wala man sila pangita sa mga nangawala. Wala man sila share gospel. So kung wala ka gashir o gospel, walay meaning para sa imuha ang pagtuon sa pulong sa ginoo. It will become a dead routine for you. It will lose its value. Nga naman, ano kinalang pa man kong mag-Bible study? Kailan naman ko sa ginoo? Luwas naman ko? Paingon naman ko sa langit? Pero if ikaw sa kakristohanan who is actively, daily seeking for opportunities, daily seizing opportunities to share the gospel, you will want to study the Bible. Why? Because you will be confronted with questions. They will ask you questions. Unbelievers will ask you questions. If your God is a real God, why is there suffering around the world? And mangalot na lang kasi mong ulo, no? Kung di ka makatubag. And ma-encourage ka, ma-challenge ka. Bitaw, ano man? Unsay tubag ka na? There must be an answer from the scripture. How do I answer those questions? If mag-share ka gospel, you will be confronted with questions like, nganong diliman makaluwas ang good works? Then you will want to go back and study the word. But if you're not winning souls, if you're not engaging the unbelievers around you, there's no point studying the Bible. That's why, boring na ang magbasa sa Biblia. Kapoy na magbasa sa Biblia everyday. Kapoy na magapilog Bible study. Para asa pa man. Kabalo naman ka. Luwas naman ka. Kumamatay ka karang adlaw, mapalangit man ka. Diba? Pero kung ikaw nag-share ka sa, sa gospel, ganahan dyan ka mag-study sa Bible. Kung ikaw nag-share ka gospel, ganahan po kang makik-fellowship. Nga naman. Kung nag-share ka gospel, maka, makaibalag magag mga yaga-yagaon. 
nga biay-biayon ka, nga himuon kang kalatawan, people will laugh at you, they will mock you, and so you will get discouraged, you get down, and so you seek for other believers, like-minded believers, to fellowship with them and be encouraged. So fellowship will have its meaning and its value. I need someone who thinks like the way, who thinks like me, who has the same burden as me to win the lost. And we can encourage one another. We can exchange ideas. We can even study the Bible together so we can give the biblical answers to their questions so that we might lead them effectively to Christ. Pero kung wakay share share the gospel, mo nang wala pulos ang imong Christian life. Walay meaning imong Christian life. It's just another religion for you. Kabalo mo kung saray na usab ang location sa imong atuan kada Domingo. The rest is the same. You remove the Great Commission, worship service like this will lose its meaning. What for? Parang makabalo ang imong fellow believer nga kabalo ka atong kantaha? What for? We're here to proclaim the glory of God. We're here to exalt God. We're here to lift Him up. What for? So that the watching world will know that we are worshiping the true and the living God. Again, balik yapon ka sa Great Commission. Kung wala na, may pay malangit na lang tangtanan. Kung walay Great Commission, may pay mamauli lang tangtanan sa langit. Di ba? Kaya wa nagkahulugan, wa na'y hinungdan ang atuang kinabuhi ining kalibutan na kung wala na tay mission. So the Great Commission of making disciples of all nations is the mission of the church. That is the reason why the church exists. So, ang question for us this morning is, why is it vitally important for us to obey this command from the Lord Jesus Christ of making disciples of all nations? And there are at least three nga ganana ko i-consider na to karumbuntaga. Why it is important for us to obey the command of God to make disciples of all nations. Number one, we need to obey the Great Commission because of the condition of the majority. I tried to research the most recent Yung mga statistics ani, because what I have is from 2002 a study by the United Nations Survey on Crime Trends and Operations of Criminal Justice System. And according to that statistics, ang Filipino youth by that time is ranked number 6 out of 73 in murders committed at the age 10 to 29 years old. Number 6 ang mga Pinoy, ng mga kapataan. A closely related factor would be drug addiction among the teenagers and psychological effect of modern video games that are readily available in the market. That's why there's a lot of shootings in other countries. Because numb na ang ilang emotion, kay naanad na sila sa very graphic na video game, na posilo nila ang ulo, mospil ang blood, okay? mugamit silag knife, makat ang throat, mugawas. So they're numb to that. By the way, those games were designed for military military uh, people, for the army. That's part of their training actually to numb their emotion that they will not be afraid to kill. And because that was made available to the public, ang mga kapataan na exposed ana, that's part of the reason, according to scientific studies, that's part of the reason why fearless na ang mga kapatanunan nga mukuha og weapon and would just start shooting everybody. Another survey in 2011 by a group called the United Nations Population Fund Agency says teenage pregnancies in our country surged by 70% over the past 10 years. And that is between age 15 to 19 and is the highest among the six ASEAN major economy. In fact, until today, we're still number one in teenage pregnancy. Ang mga Pinoy na number one nagita at last. I don't have the numbers. At kung maglanta ako, no, dagan kayong mga broken families. Husband and wife separating. Ay mga uban, legally separated na yun. Huwag may divorce diri sa tua. Someone made this observation. Sa una ko, no, ang mga ginikanan, daghag anak. Sa pagkakaroon, ang mga anak, daghanag ginikanan. Kung ano ninyo? Before, parents have lots of children. Today, 
children have lots of parents. According to the data from the National Statistics Coordination Board, 26.5% of our population has dropped below poverty line. That means families earning less than 16,841 pesos a year or 1,403 uh, pesos a month. Or that's below 46.78 pesos a day. Dagang kang Pinoy dia. This is by 2009 uh, study. That is about 25 million Filipinos. And to make, to make matters worse, 7.5 to 8%, which is approximately 7.5 million people, are unemployed into, uh, since, two, since 2006. With those who are employed, at least 13.9 million of them are single parents who carry the burden of raising their families by themselves. And among these single parents, single parents, they're actually 14 to 15 percent of our estimated 100 million population. Wow. No wonder we have broken marriages. We have rebellious and violent teenagers and adults. We have a lot of lonely people scattered everywhere. Individuals who may have been greatly talented but are living meaningless lives, unhappy and lonely because of the lack of affection at home and virtually everywhere they go. Many of the people in our society today feel disconnected, which means they have no real and meaningful relationships with anyone. They feel rejected and so uncertain of who they really are, especially our young people. And these factors are breaking up our neighborhoods, our homes, the lives of many people. So what are we doing about it as a church? Some who find themselves in this very situation are either blaming the government, they're blaming their parents or their kids, or they're blaming God. That's why a lot of people are turning away from the Lord and they view Him. Night term nga gigamit sa Pastor Mike, ganan ko siyang term nga, cosmic killjoy ang ginoo. To them, God is someone up there who is waiting for the opportunity to make life harder and harder each day. They blame God for the death of a loved one. They accuse Him of causing the tragedies of life, including failures, pain, sufferings, and sickness. But let's ask it the question. Who brought all of this suffering and pain and death into this universe? There will be varying opinions. But if we consult the Word of God, the answer would be us. Kitay gadalaan eh. Kining tanan bunga ni sa sala nga atong gipanunod gikan sa ang unang mga ginikanin nga si Adan o si Eva. 1 Corinthians 15 to uh, verse 21 to 22. For as by one man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. It was through the sin of Adam that death came, pain came, suffering came. It's the result of sin. It is our sin that brought us death. The wages of sin is death. So it's not God's fault why there is pain and suffering. Why there's unfaithfulness and betrayals which result to divorce and separation, teenagers rebelling, etc. God did not author the violent shootings around the world. Yes, He is sovereign over all, but we have to be reminded that we are responsible for our own choices which always have corresponding consequences. Dili ang ginoo, dili siya ang ayang basulun sa mga nahitabo. Kay ang ginoo, nagbutang na, gitawag na law of nature. Yana, kabahay na sa iyang creation. If you violate that, then na po yung mga consequences nga masunod. What we're seeing happening sa tong community, sa tong country, and even around the world is the direct result of sin. In fact, we can read about God's view of the sinful humanity. Kumubasa ka Romans chapter 1. Makita ni Mudinha. It is us who turned away from God. It is us who abandoned God. It is us who willfully pushed Him out of our lives. And no wonder we have all of these sufferings and pains and hardships in life. The truth is, 
that God himself, because of his great love and mercy, he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. Si Jesus, nagpalansang sa cross, gilubong siya, nabanaw siya sa ikatulo kaadlaw, para luwason ta, para tagaan ta, o maayong kinabuhi. But sadly, because of our pride, many of us have been trying so hard to deal with our own sinfulness. A lot of people create rules to live by, maybe a good moral recovery program. But oftentimes, these approaches are fruitless. There is no lasting life change, no matter how they try, because the only way is to have a relationship with God by trusting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. There is no other way. It was Josh McDowell who said this. He's a well-known youth conference speaker and author of the book, The Disconnected Generation, and I quote, he said, we are misguided if we focus our energy solely on changing our kids' behavior or militantly resisting the godless culture. The real battlefields are the hearts of today's youth. We have to do our best to connect with them so that we can help them get connected with God. That's true with fellow adults. And remember, only the Almighty God is able to save them from their sins and its devastating effects. John MacArthur wrote in his book entitled, Nothing But the Truth. Our goal is not to moralize the unconverted, but to convert the immoral. Sa Casting Crowns pangakanta, ningun siya, you cannot change the shirt until you change the heart. Change must begin from the inside. And kinsara may makausap sa kasing-kasing sa tao, wailain kung dili si Jesus. In other words, if ganaanta makita o kausaban sa atong kinabuhi, sa kinabuhi sa itong mga mahal, uh, ang mga kauban sa pamilya, mga mahal sa kinabuhi na ito, atong mga kaila, atong mga silingan, kanang nasa itong palibot, kauban na itong trabaho, they need, first of all, a heart transformation that can only take place kung naasila relationship with God. That will only be possible if kitanga Christians who know the truth will speak the truth to them. It is only when they hear a clear and accurate presentation of the gospel and give them the opportunity to respond by faith na may mo siyang possible para sa ilaha. Nga maka-experience sila tinudanay nga kausaban, tinudanay nga transformation. Apart from that, no matter how good we are, wala gi lasting change. Jesus is the answer to every man's need. He said in John chapter 10 verse 10, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The Lord Jesus was talking about a life of fullness of joy and peace. A life with meaning and purpose, a sense of direction, life to its fullest as God intended it to be. For those who find life as boring as dead routine, Jesus is the answer and He will bring new life and He will bring new excitement. You know why? Because Jesus, remember, is wonderful. For those who are confused, who don't know where to go and what to do, Jesus is the answer. Why? Because He is the counselor who possesses infinite wisdom. For the ones who feel hopeless and weak, Jesus is the answer because He is the mighty God. For those who feel rejected and abandoned, unwanted and uncared for, unaccepted and misunderstood, Jesus is the answer. You know why? Because He is the everlasting Father. And to those who are troubled, who, are, who can hardly sleep at night and is restless in their souls, Jesus is the answer because He is the Prince of Peace. And all of these are for those who would accept Him by trusting His Son as Savior and Lord. Remember, sa Christmas, I, I think nakadungog mo aning a verse, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon His shoulder, and His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So, kumulang ito ka sa atong community. And know, unsay mga struggles sa mga tao, remember, whatever they have done, whatever they're doing, Jesus is the answer. Ang ilag yung tinudanay nga ipangita, si Kristo. And you need to help them see that. 
you need to help them realize that. You're going to meet people who need to make big decisions in life. You need to introduce them to Jesus who can guide them. Because ang ilang decision will determine their direction and their direction will determine their destination. But you can help them. Introduce them to Christ so that they can make wise decisions in life. Especially mga young people. Tabangan nato sila. There are those who have blown it and suddenly life is a mess. They've been trying to fix things but with little or no success. Jesus is the mighty God who can fix their messed up life and heal their wounds. Introduce them to Jesus. Love them enough to introduce them to Jesus. As the old song goes, people indeed need the Lord. People need the Lord. They don't need you. They need Christ who lives in you. What they need from you is nga mutugan kanila sa tinuod. Mutugan, musulti ka sila sa kamatuunan. Huwag imo silang tabangan. There are people who are restless, who are seeking for inner peace, seeking for peace within their family. Again, Jesus is the answer. He is the Prince of Peace. Brothers and sisters, just look around you and you'll see people who are smiling on the outside but if you just listen to them more carefully, you'll realize they're crying out on the inside. They're crying out for something more. They're seeking for someone or something to fill the emptiness that they feel inside of them. And you have the answer. That's Jesus Christ. It's the gospel. So I'm suggestion, pray about reaching someone around you. You don't need to go to, you know, Zambia or Africa or anywhere else. You don't need to do that. As you walk into your workplace, just look around you. Look around the cubicles. Look around the tables. Look around you. When you go home, tanawin mo silingan. Just open your eyes. Jesus, John chapter 4. Just lift up your eyes. and Look to the fields and you will see that the harvest is plentiful. They are ready. Question is, are you available? Or will you make yourself available for God to use you to reap the harvest? A lot of times, ang problema is not, it's not because you don't know what to say. It's not because you don't have the answers to their questions. A lot of times, the problem is this. What's hindering God from fulfilling the Great Commission through you is that we don't make ourselves available for Him. We have a lot of excuses. Will you throw those excuses away and let God work through you? He wants to accomplish great and mighty things through you. He wants to reach the world through you. So that's the first reason. The condition of the majority. Just look around you. Number two. The coming of the master. Mototo siya. Walay music, walay bisita. Ako ra, ako asawa at that time, usapay mo anak si Mia. And we were about to have our lunch. And suddenly, well, naglingkod mi salamisa. This is a little bit funny kung, kung ako jung idetalya tanan. Pero di nako iapil ako bang detalye kay maulaw ko. Okay? So, while nanyuto na mi, nikulit ug, ni, murajug na ay, ni balud sa, sa among, ilalom sa mong tiilan. And then we realize, naglinog di ay. Muna yung linog nga nitabo sa Gihulngan a few years ago. And kusog kayo ang, ang linog nga na may aquarium ako ang manghod nga padung na jud matikwa ang iyang aquarium. Nga ni ang tubig sa iyang fish pan sa gawas, kung gibatangan niya mga koy, nitikwa na jud. Inga na kakusog ang linog nga mong nafeel at that time. And then, while having our lunch, na ay mga aftershock and kusog kayo. And the following day, Dito na ang mga balita ng gawas. Nay bata sa Bindoy na tabunan og pader. Okay? Nay mga nahulog sa bangag, pagliki, pag-open up sa usa ka barangay, nay nangakuan sa landslide and so on and so forth. A lot of them were buried underneath. Young kids taken, buildings collapsed, words cracked open, bridges falling down, you name it. 
the earthquake that hit the island, nahitabo to siya, bago pa dito itong nagbagyo. Diba? And right there, marimindan ka, these natural disasters okay, are very effective in reminding us of a few things. Number one, it reminds us that life is short. And number two, the reality of the coming end. Hapit na matapos ang tanan. I'm sure you've heard the news. Not many months later, we hear the news about potential nuclear war, conflicts in the Middle East, terrorism, bombings and shootings, tsunami and many more. And just recently, we watched the news about the bushfires in Australia, the growing conflict in the Middle East that almost resulted to an all-out war, the bloody war against terrorism, super typhoons, not only here, but even in other countries. Okay, um, I mean, you name it. Floodings, earthquakes, Taal volcano eruption, and other eruptions around the world. I mean, just recently, in New Zealand, Napusilang, Volcanic eruption and say Indonesia. Wow. A lot of people are asking, what is what in the world is going on? Is the end of the world near? And signs of the end of the age. And if you're asking that question, you are not alone, certainly not the first one to ask that. Among disciples of Jesus, while they were walking, asked Jesus the question and asked Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. As he sat down in the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the age? And if you look at Matthew chapter 24, Jesus gave them a list of signs that will precede his second coming. And these are the signs we're seeing today happening around the world. The end is near. What we need to understand is this. Kining mga signs ginasa Matthew 24 are signs of the second coming of Christ. But according to the prophetic blueprint, we are not waiting for the second coming as believers. That's not the second event. Uh, that's not the event we're waiting for. That's not what's next on the line for us. You know what's next for us as Christians? The rapture of the church. Walay sign ngagingon sa Bible that needs to happen before the rapture. The rapture, in fact, can happen at any time. It can happen before this service will end. It can happen, happen before you can finish your lunch later. You may not have your dinner tonight. The rapture can come. That's the truth. That's the reality. We read the words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and Gikag uh, verse 14, to verse 17. Paul here is trying to encourage the believers who were affected by the false teaching of that day. Now, false teaching of that day, once mamatay ka, that's it. You will be annihilated. You will cease from existing. And Paul wanted to encourage them that there is hope of the resurrection and that they will have a great reunion one glorious day with their fellow believers with their loved ones who have trusted in Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen to this. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with Him those who have fallen asleep. Fallen asleep is an expression that they use to refer to those who have died in Christ. Kaya kung Kristohanon ka, o mamatay ka, in God's eyes, you're only sleeping. You will be awakened from your sleep at the rapture. Because at the rapture, your soul and spirit will reunite with your glorious body. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command and with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. So katong mga namatay ng mga believers before sa rapture, of course, they're, they're, 
bodies were buried, they have rotten already, and their soul and spirit are with the Lord. Because right after the ascension, ang kada believer nga mamatay, dritso ka sa presensya sa ginoo. Imong lawas, of course, mabilin din sa yuta, madugta na siya. To be present in the body is to be absent from the Lord, but to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That happened, okay, nagsugod na siya, right after the ascension of Christ. So ang tanan ng mga believers ng mamatay after the ascension, imong lawas mabilin, pero imong espiritu kalag, dito, diretso sa presensya sa ginoo. Now, inig-rapture, inig-balik ni Jesus, pag-rapture sa church, ang ilahang kalag, mo-reunite sa ilang lawas because their buried bodies will be resurrected in a twinkling of an eye. And they will reunite and they will come down with Jesus. O kita nga maabdan sa rapture nga buhi pa will be snatched and instantly we will be, we will be transformed and we will meet with them in the air to be with the Lord. Na picture niyo sa yung mind? And this will happen just like that. It's gonna be so quick. Mone gitudlo sa Biblia. We will have glorified bodies. Listen to this. Ingon siya, Motoy mitabo sa mga nangamatay na. Banhawon sila. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Di nagita magbulag sa atong ginoo. Those are very encouraging words, I tell you. Ang mga kalisod, ang mga kapait, ang mga kasakit ining kalibutan na naay katapusan. And we will be with the Lord always. Therefore, ningon si Paul, encourage one another with these words. Notice this. Nako ganang i-point out. Ningon si Paul, then we who are still alive. Unsa implication ana? When Paul wrote these words, mabasa nimo no? Nga interpret nimo nga even si Paul was anticipating that the rapture can happen in his lifetime. Gahulat pud siya. Sa iyang una-una kasing-kasing Samtang nagsulat siya aning mga pulunga ngadto sa mga taga Thessalonica na siyang ununa kasing-kasing nga pwedeng magrapture karon nga buhi pako. So maskin si Paul together with the other believers together with the other first century church members they were thinking and they actually believe with all of their hearts that rapture could have happened in their lifetime. So even in their time they thought it was the end of the last days because the last days began after the res- them in the crucifixion and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was the beginning of the last days. Ug sila nga naapa sa first century ga expect na gunuuna na nga magrapture unsa na gyud kaha kita kaduol no nga natag 21st century. Then we who are still living will be caught up with them in the sky. We shall be snatched with the twinkling of an eye and there will be a great reunion with family members who have trusted the Lord. Forever we shall be with Jesus and our loved ones, our friends. I will see Ati Joy again, I tell you. And this glorious day can possibly happen before we will end this service. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, the first part, the end of all, I mean, Peter, the end of all things is at hand. In other words, it's very close. It's very near. You can almost touch it. It's at hand. We are in the last days, brothers and sisters. The end is almost here. And according to Jesus, no one knows the exact date and time, but we can see the signs. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, but understand this. That in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of selves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpeaceable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasures, 
rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Di ba nina to makita karan? Okay? Kita kay na to ni. Lovers of selves. Lovers of money. Di ba? Proud. Arrogant. Abusive. Disobedient to parents. Wow. Without self-control. Di na makakontrol ang mga tao karun. Verbally, di sila kakontrol. Emotionally, di na makakontrol. Physically, di na makakontrol. We're seeing this happening before our own eyes. We are in the last days. Not only is the rapture imminent, or meaning to say it can happen at any time, it's going to be immediate. It will be very quick. 1 Corinthians 15, 51-52, we are told, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all die. We will not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. We will be transformed. We will be metamorphosized in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. Kanang phrase nga, in a moment is where we get our word atom, which implies invisibility. In the twinkling of an eye means it will happen very, very quickly. We cannot catch it. That means when the rapture happens, we won't have time to say goodbye to our loved ones, relatives, and friends who are not believers. What na time nga musulat og note nga by the way nawala na day ko money na hitabo what na in fact you know what what me and my wife did among giprinta dito if ever we disappear look for these books and magprint pugog bago ako ibutang sa kong office kinanan ako i-upgrade kay bago na mo address okay so ako ibutang dito Bulungan dito sa Grow Point, tanaw sa pastor's office, na ako'y giandam nga bundle, nga ilang pwedeng basahon. Mga libro ni Pastor Mike, mga gospel track. Because I want to leave them something behind. Because I firmly believe it can happen today. So if mawala ko, siyempre mag-wonder to kung mga parenti, asan naman din silang Ven, asan naman silang Anthony, asan naman silang Aya? At least, paglanto nila sa among balay, nasa lang makitaan. And hopefully it can help them. Because I won't be here to help them. I won't be here. I'll be raptured. So come on, samin yung ano-una. Samin yung plano. That can happen today. Sorry, kung mag-rapture unya, ang inyong giplano nga date, di na ginamay tabo. Okay? Ang inyong giplano nga kasal, di na ginamay tabo. Ang inyong giplano nga vacation trip, di na ginamay tabo. Ang inyong giplano nga mo share mo gospel nga sige ninyong giunya-unya, unya na lang oy sa sunod lang oy next time na di na gina may tabo. So may tabo na na dako kay chance nga di na gid sila motuo ni Kristo because they will be given to a great delusion and your loved ones will never trust in Christ, they will die and go to hell forever. Choice is yours. No more opportunities to share the gospel. Unya na lang na oy. Unya arag mo okay siya sa akong appointment. Na may mga conflicts within the family. Ayun yung unya-unya ah. Kaya maabtan mo rapture. Wa mo nagkasetol. Na kay conflict with other believers. Ayaw nag una-unya ah. Kaya maabtan kas ginoo. Baluno ni mo na. Make things right immediately. Be ready for the coming of the Lord. Si Peter pa sa chapter 4, verse 7. Letter B, nganto sa verse 9, siya nga, Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. And above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Sa 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Paul encouraged the believers there. He says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Ayaw ka discourage, mayin ka nga, ako ra may nangalagad sa ginoo, ako ra'y nagkabisi sa buluhaton sa ginoo, ayaw ka discourage, it is not vain in the Lord. So my question is this, what will it be like for you when the rapture comes? 
Will it be a happy one knowing that you have lived the way God would want you to spend your life? Or will it be full of regrets for missed opportunities and blessings which you could have enjoyed had you allowed Him to lead you? What will the rapture be like for you? Rejoicing or a lot of regrets? Third reason for us, Nganum Obeta is a great commission. Not only the condition of the majority and the coming of the Master, we need to realize the coverage of our mission. The coverage of our mission. Nakoy story na basahan. Ang title is The Littlest Candle. Nade yung na littlest. Okay? Pinakagamay nga kandila. Once upon a time, true story ni siya, once upon a time, a little candle stood in a room filled with other candles, most of them much larger and more beautiful than she was. Some were ornate and some were rather simple like herself. Some were white, some were blue, and some were pink, and others were green. She had no idea why she was there, and other candles made her feel rather small and insignificant. And when the sun went down and the room began to get dark, she noticed a large man walking toward her with a ball of fire on a stick. And she suddenly realized that the man was going to set her on fire. She cried, No! No! Ah! Don't burn me, please! But she knew she could not be hurt and prepared for the pain that, she, that would surely follow. And to her surprise, the room was filled with light. She wondered where it came from since the man had distinguished the fire on the stick. On her delight, she realized that the light came from herself. Then the man struck another fire stick and one by one lit the other candles in, it, in the room. Each one gave out the same light that she did. And during the next few hours, she noticed that slowly her wax began to flow. And she became aware that she would soon die. And with this realization came a sense of why she had been created. She said, perhaps my purpose on earth is to give out light until I die. And that's exactly what she did. God created and saved you, brothers and sisters, to be the light of this darkened world. Like that little candle, we can all produce the same amount of light, no matter how small we are or what color of skin we have. But we can't produce that light until we receive it from our outside source, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And sa mga kandila, we have to die to ourselves in order to produce that light. If we try to preserve ourselves, our lives will be meaningless. But if we are willing to lose it for Christ's sake, we will find our true purpose and meaning. Matthew 10.39, Jesus said, Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus was sent into this world as the light. And in Him, there is no darkness at all. Sa samang paagi, kitapod, gipadala po ni Cristo as the light of this world. Remember Matthew chapter 5, 14 and verse 16, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And as the light of this world, we are to be making a difference by showing them the truth. As light exposes things, so our lives should expose anything which is inconsistent to the will of God. Light also gives clarity and certainty of destination. It reveals beauty. It exhibits the masterpiece of the Creator. Light is also very attractive and extremely inviting. Muna ang mga mangingisda, suga ilang gamiton para mo-attract ang mga isda. Kung kita sa magsiga po ta, sa kahayag Nagika ni Kristo, nganaa din sa tuwa, ningon si Jesus, I will make you fishers of men. They will be attracted by your life, which is the life of Christ being manifested in and through you. Mona ang intention sa ginoo. That if we would follow His footsteps, if we will follow Him, His life 
and His light will be manifested in and through us. And the world around us, which is living in darkness, will be attracted. So, we get a mission sa Ginoo. Ningin says Matthew chapter 28. Familiar kanin yun verse 18 to 20. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Gihatag ning a mission nga sugo sa ginosatua based on his universal authority. He says, all authority has been given unto me. In other words, walay kinabuhi sa ibabaw sa kalibutan nga walay katungod si Kristo. Iyahan ang tanan. Siya'y tag-iya sa tanan. And based on that universal authority, He is commanding us, go and make disciples. Do you realize that ang atong mission dako kayo? As Christians and as a church, we are called not only to reach our barangay or our city, we are called to reach our country and even the entire world. Go and make disciples of all nations, of all people groups. So Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. So King James, to every creature. This implies that we are responsible of bringing the gospel of salvation to every person on the face of the earth. Ang entire church. Church as a whole. You and I are members of an organism called the church and we are commanded by the great almighty to make disciples. In other words, kitang tanan, missionary ta sa gino. We are all missionaries deployed by God in different places throughout the world to reach different groups of people. Naatay mission mga isoon. I'm going to give you a strong statement and I hope that you will consider this. Because this is a command. And here's the statement. Do you realize that not participating in the mission is an act of rebellion against the authority of King Jesus? The King has spoken. The King has given the command. Go and make disciples. If you disobey His command, you are rebelling against King Jesus. That's rebellion against His authority. That means rebuildi ka at ubangan sa gino. Siya'y nagsugo nimo. Kung sugoon bitaw ka sa mayor, magkaratil, magkagdalaga, narumabuhat dahil nimo ang yung gisugo. Kung si Digong mo barog din, mingon nga panglimpi mong tanan, ay kung ingan, di mo manglimpi dahil tanan. Pero si Kristo Jesus, ang tag-iya sa imong kinabuhi, ang hari sa tanang hari, Go and make disciples. And when you willfully say no because you're not willing to come out of your comfort zone, you are rebelling against King Jesus. That is sin. There is no excuse for this. You cannot tell Jesus, well, Lord, busy ko sa kong teaching career. No, go and make disciples in your school. Lord, busy ko sa kong mga projects. No, go and make disciples in your campus. Lord, busy ko sa kong work. No, go and make disciples in your workplace. Lord, more ni busy ko sa kong mga anak, sa kong mga laboro. No, go and make disciples in your neighborhood. As you are going about your daily business, go and make disciples. Those are platforms that God has provided for you so you can use them to bridge the gospel to those around you. You are a missionary of God. The king has spoken. You have a very important message that all the world needs to hear. They need to hear that. So, here's another statement. Those of you who are at the crossroads of life, listen to this. All decisions that we make should be based on how it can contribute to the fulfillment of our mission, our God-given purpose here on earth. I should be asking the question, Lord, if I pursue this career, how can I fulfill the great commission through this work? Lord, if I decide to go abroad, how can that decision contribute 
to the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Lord, if I start this business, how will that contribute to the fulfillment of my purpose, of my mission, of making disciples? It shouldn't be an earthly basis atong mga decision ka, Lord, how can I make money? How can I achieve my dreams through this career, through this work, through this business? No! Nakay purpose. Nakay eternal purpose. Okay? Coming from the eternal king. And that is to make him known. Could you imagine your mind for a moment if kitang tanang Christians will join hands together and reach our world for Jesus? Would that be nice? Kung kitang tanang maghayusa ta? All of us in different places reaching out to different communities with the same message to please the same master, depend upon the same spirit, and build the same kingdom, the kingdom of Christ. Tomorrow can be the rapture. Today can rapture. And all of it will be meaningless and worthless. It's going to be vain. Be about the Great Commission. Because that's why you're here. I want to end with this. I think I've told you this story. May magazine article, it's accompanying series of pictures. And gidepik dito ang necessity of a concerted teamwork. The article explained nga na a four-year-old boy who had wandered from his Kansas farmhouse into the adjacent wheat field when no one was paying attention. And on the first picture showed how the vast field was. The second picture highlighted the boy's distressed mother sitting inside their house. His parents had searched for him all day long, but he was too short to be seen in the midst of the shafts of the wheat. Nice third photo, and it depicted the dozens of friends and neighbors who had formed a human chain and the following morning to continue the search throughout the whole field. So they joined their hands, naglinya sila, and together they walked across the field. Pagpangita sa bata. The fourth and the final picture in the series showed the distraught father holding the lifeless boy who had not been found until after he died of exposure. Nakitaan man to nila ang bata, pero patay na ang bata. And the caption under the fourth picture showed, I mean, said this, Oh God, if only we had joined hands sooner. Many people are spiritually lost due to their sinful preoccupations of this world and they cannot find their way to the Father's house unless kitang mga believers will join hands and sweep through the world searching collectively to rescue them. So here's my challenge. Will you join hands with me? And will you make that personal commitment to the Lord today? Lord, I will give my life to be used by you. Will you preach the gospel with urgency as you consider the condition of the majority, the coming of the Savior, and the coverage of the mission? Will you begin living for the Lord today? With your friends, getting a decision can be the most important decision next to your decision to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. This can change the entire direction, your entire outlook, your entire perspective in life. You can have a fresh and a brand new start with God today. Will you join hands with me? I have made that commitment Many years ago, Lord, I will abandon my personal dreams in life. I want to give my life to you. I want to live telling the world around me about Jesus. I want to preach the gospel. Will you join hand and heart? Anang a commitment. Lord, magpagamit ko ni mo. Sayang akong kinabuhi. Kung ako wala ni gamiton for earthly things, nga di na akong mabalon sa langit. Sayang. Usik kayo ang imuang 
talent, ang imong kusog, ang imong resources. Sayang kayo. For what? For things that will rot? For things that will be easily forgotten? Things that will not count for eternity? You can make a choice today. You can make that commitment today. Lord, use me. I commit my life to you. Use me as an instrument in your hand to tell the world that they have hope in Jesus, that they can find the life they've been looking for in Christ, that they can be saved by faith in Christ. Will you make that commitment today? You can make a great impact by making that decision.